We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast, live on a Monday, following Dwayne Wade's induction into the Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, reality check master, Tiffany Meeks, Illinois' finest. Hey. How are we doing today? How's everybody doing? Long time no see. Listen, I I, I told you, I, I, I had a fucking pothole today. My car my car bounced out of it, and uh, so I've been at a dealer all day. So I'm ready to talk basketball and fun stuff. If you're on Twitch, appreciate you for watching us live, twitch.tv slash Miami Heat. Or if you're on YouTube watching the replay, love that too. The pod audience that might not, not, might not see faces, we have Jack Alfonso, Weird Alf himself. Welcome back to the program. Uh, we wanted to talk D-Wade, wanted to make fun of... Uh, Joe Cronin and Daryl Morey and James Harden. And I couldn't think of a person I want to do all three of those things more with than Jack. What's up, man? I'm back. I got You're that back. text from G last night, and I was like, I'm so back, baby. You're he so faxed back. me. He faxed me. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> from Denver. Just faxed me. I'm back. He's so back. Jack, I'm so excited, man. We have so much to get into. Uh, it's nice that in August, in the middle of August, we have stuff. We're blessed as he fans. We have stuff to talk about. And we're going to start with D-Wade because 
man, he killed it. They saved him for last. And it, it was kind of funny, the contrast between Dirk and, and Dwayne and really Pow and Dwayne, like they were all very like reflective of their careers. Dirk really was Dirk, just very funny, very dry, very self-deprecating, very Dirk. We, I, I love Nowitzki and, and all that, but to, to have Dwayne go up there and give, you know, one of the greatest, one of, one of the great speeches of all time, that man, I, I was, I couldn't be more proud Tiff to see mm -hmm. him grow into the man that gave that speech. And that's all I thought about the whole time that when he, we talked about this before air, you came in as a, he fan in, in around Oh three, when he got drafted and you saw the, the, the kid he was to grow into the man that spoke to everybody on Saturday was moving in, in so many ways. Um, all right. I know you came to me, but I'm, I'm actually going to pass it off to Jack first. You're, listen, you're, you're a point guard first, you know? Yep. I'm, I'm passing it to Jack. Jack, you go ahead. Shit. I got the Joel Anthony hands. I, I'm going to fumble <laughs> the pass. Um, no, man. I, I mean, Dwayne Wade is, you know, I, I'm of the younger generation where Dwayne Wade makes up the entirety of my basketball fandom. Like two figures fundamentally have defined my basketball fandom. It's Dirk and it's Dwayne Wade. I moved to Dallas in 06 summer of 06 that like adversarial relationship is like defined most of my friendships and i loved her like it's impossible to hoop in dallas and not like practice that fade away 500 times a day did i ever hit one no but like <laughs> it it was a crazy surreal just experience as a basketball fan getting to see just like everybody in the building like i love gary payton Everybody loves Zoe. Like to see, Udonis. I think I sent it to Yuji, like Udonis. And then, like, just to see Bam, like the next Bam. generation there, too. Like, it felt like such an encapsulation of the past 20 years of Heat basketball. Of basketball in general, too. I mean, years. really. Yeah. No, I mean, this is one of the best Hall of Fame classes, period. Right. You know, from Pop to Pow to. Fuck Tony Parker, but Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, Becky, Becky Hammond. Hammond. Like, that is a stacked class. Like it, it, it runs deep. And like, uh, I think just between them and like seeing everybody around them, Bosch, like I, I got emotional. I think specifically the little Bosch video bomb just like yeah. sent me back in time 10 years. Right. But to your point, like Dwayne Wade's had a long career. He was not this guy is rookie year. Like he wasn't supposed to be this bigger than life superstar. Who's so amazing at handling himself and being this public like, figure that represents so many things, both like as a man, as a father, as a basketball mm -hmm. player, like he's transformed to your point G into somebody who is just so confident. He's a game show host. He's larger than life. He is like, <laughs> just a brilliant speaker and like yeah. beyond him talking about himself, like him talking about Allen Iverson, I think mm -hmm. was one of the most emotional parts of the night. Like to see Allen Iverson get the credit he was due, you know, people have given him his flowers before players obviously worship him, but like Dwayne Wade has like, you know, bared that legacy as much as anybody from wearing three to the arm sleeve to just, you know, like the general demeanor, like carrying with, carrying him with him throughout his whole career. So like, it just felt like the culmination of a lot of things, 
we'd been waiting for it for a while, and I don't think it disappointed. Like, is a special night. He Tiff. He really. You know, all those other guys were very like retrospective on their career, and for Dwayne, it was this focus on it was a focus on family, and the people that got him there. It wasn't right. so much about basketball, right? And right, it's funny right. for a guy to for you to say that for when he got up there, let's go Heat chance erupted right. in the in the damn Hall of Fame. Which, by the way, that's a big middle finger to every like dickhead analyst who says like we don't have fans. Like people love this team and people right. love that guy. And I don't think anybody understands what that guy meant to let Jack. You've been to games in Miami. You've seen, you've seen the reaction. You know, I've been blessed that I got to cover him. It's, you don't, the, even the way the media is in awe of him, like people, you know, it's just, it's insane what he is and what he represents to people here. And, right. and so that didn't surprise me, but a, a big, a big F you to the national media. Right thinking we don't have fans because sometimes people show up a little late, but Tiff. Yeah. So he, you know, he had, it was a focus on, on family, on friendship, on the people that got him there, which I thought was interesting compared to Parker and Powell and Dirk, who really talked about their careers. And they kind of went, it was like a retrospective of, of, of their basketball acumen and and Dwayne's wasn't. Right. I think that was, um, I want to say this in a way that it's not uh, a shot at the other guys, but it's just a true testament to Dwayne that he actually took the time to sit back and reflect. And probably for him, the reflection wasn't the, you know, the game winners and the, and the massive dunks and all those things. But if you, what was the, the commercial uh fall down what seven get up eight or get up eight right so i think his reflection was more of the hand that was there helping him up every time he fell um because we you know we do yes we isolate these guys as far as greatness but you really can't show your greatness unless there are other people around you you know, it doesn't it, him him being able to go score 40 and do all the things that we saw him do, jump on the table and high five and do the cabbage patch after dunking on Kendrick Perkins. Like none of those things happen without those other guys. Tiff, um, you even you say that the cabbage patch was a tribute to his teammate, Juwan Howard, see, you know, like. Right. To so, your point. Right. So all these things, they they meant something to him. And it seemed like. As he went in his career, he collected these memories and he put them away. And I'm not going to say he put them away because he knew he was going to the Hall of Fame, but he put them away for a moment where he got to thank all these people. And it just so happened he took the greatest moment of his career and turned it around and put the mirror on everyone else. Which is... Very him, given kind of where he is at in his life. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say the same thing, G. Like, I think it bears out in his whole media tour. Like, as limited as it has been, like when he was on Levitard, like the talks he's given to people, mm-hmm. everything kind of becomes clear that, like, he knows what he did as a player. He knows how good he was. He doesn't need to prove that. Like, I, I think other people have said it. I think Shea Serrano said it, like, he still has one of the coldest highlight reels in NBA history. Oh, you can see it. You yeah. can see how good of a player he was. 
everybody remembers all three of his championships. Everybody remembers those accomplishments. Like everybody remembers the Redeem team. There's a documentary on it. Like it is well-documented. People will continue to talk about it because he's forever tied to LeBron and he's his own guy. He's forever tied to Shaq and he's his he own guy. He was tied guy. to he's all tied those to guys Riley. up there yeah, with him exactly. getting inducted. Pop, Tony, yeah. you know, um, Dirk, the battles yeah. in the finals. It's not, you know what I mean? He is a fundamental part of like multiple valences of NBA mm-hmm. history, like yeah. multiple like legacies, dynasties, etc. And, and I mean, I think the difference between him and a Dirk or him and a Pow or him and a Tony Parker or Popovich even is just that he is a bigger figure than those guys. Mm-hmm. None of those guys are yeah. public figures outside of basketball. All due respect to them, like they're all great basketball figures, but like outside of Popovich, maybe making like the occasional political statement, he's still not a figure in the culture. Like Dwayne Wade, like non-basketball fans know that name they know that face and they know what he's about like he is a recognizable person outside of that and i think like the hall of fame induction for him just means a lot more than basketball it seems because like like you said tiff like so many people brought him there who aren't going to get the recognition that he's just naturally going to get by being Dwayne wade but like i think one of the most special moments period and i think everybody will agree is just him bringing his father up on stage Mm -hmm. and hugging him like that that was a beautiful moment like it's cool to see somebody who's such a big superstar both as a personality and as a player be so obsessed with how good of a teammate he was how good of a son he was how good of a father he was like that's rare for somebody of that like cultural like personal stature right right even you know, when he, oh, I'm sorry, G. I was gonna say like Dwayne was never a give me the ball and get out of my way guy. He was more like get on my back and let's go. Yeah. And and I think there's a difference. Not that there's a right or wrong way to play, because right. I think everybody has their own thing that makes them great. But uh, to Jack's point about being, I just always felt that that was, you know, that was the way that he did things. Right. On the court. Well, and you and 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 that's the thing where it came through. You know that yeah. that night when he stood at the podium, and he and you know and he thanked everyone and he and you know what did he say? He he didn't say the fans. He said not everyone. County. Not you know not Fred Hoidberg. Every coach well, except for Fred Hoidberg and whoever coached. I'm from the Midwest. Cleveland. We're not talking about <laughs> that. Shit was so it. funny. He's like to all my coaches right. to stand to this to that. And yeah. I was like, where's Fred Hoidberg and the dude in Cleveland? <laughs> We're not getting into that. But that's it. It was an testament to who he really is. He didn't, and I and I really, I don't know if I looked too deep into it, but he didn't say the fans. He called he called everyone Wade County. You know, that, and for him, that means something. That was for you us, know? man. Right, right, exactly. That's what, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We when, when you said, like, he's get on my back and let's get there, not let me, let me just do all of this. I think that was the, that's the moment where he said, Wade County, he's, he's showing you and he's always showed you he's inclusive in everything he's doing. That's, and that's kind of, the, the like the lasting legacy to Jack's point about his father as well. Like I almost felt like I think a lot of us, Dwayne's mother 
was way more present during his playing career. And I think he didn't talk a lot about his father when he played. It was a lot about his mother. I mean, we even knew her name was Jolinda. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's crazy that, you know, we even knew his mother's name. She was so a part of publicly his life. And his father wasn't now more recently, he, you know, on Instagram and everything. So I, to be honest with you, it was just a lot of it was unclear. So it was, it, it, was, it almost felt right that, that Dwayne, you know, kind of put the spotlight on maybe somebody who maybe wasn't as present mm -hmm. during his playing career that he didn't for whatever reason didn't talk about enough or wasn't asked about enough because obviously his mother has a more um made for headline story right, you know right? right obviously kind of the the the, the rehab falling falling mm -hmm. into uh, substance abuse into rehab into coming back you know obviously that makes for a more right, uh, right. you know headlining story rather than what but you know you know how what his dad did for him and and i'm sure that that colors a lot of who he is, but I don't know that that moment was. I'm telling you, I was full sob. I don't know about you guys. I'm an emotional guy. Everybody knows I cry for everything. Uh, I was a fucking. I was a mess, bro. I was like, I was ugly crying. It was bad. I started once he started having his people stand up. That's when I. That's when it really like. I think to me because, although he's been retired the book was never closed. Like you always knew there was something that needed to round out that career. There was something that where you wanted to stop. And as we used to do as kids, do I want to read this book? Let me see what the, what the back sleeve says. Right. So I've always been waiting for that back sleeve material when it came to him. And for me, when he started having his family members stand up, then for me, that was the moment where I thought he's just great. And I didn't think he's a great basketball player. Like I, there, there was no, no caveats. Like he's just great. And it's okay for us to acknowledge that um, a man who, you know, I can say it, who was just simply, he was a basketball player at one time. He has evolved into a great person they say bigger than basketball a lot and he actually took that to heart yeah and he made his post playing career about that and you know i know that his his talent and his work and what he accomplished as a professional was able mm -hmm. to give him the platform to do that stuff but he's really he's really taken that to heart i'll never forget i remember at the espies uh banana boat d wade cp lebron and Carmelo were talking about police brutality. And I remember Dwayne was swaying back and forth because obviously like you're public speaking in front of mm -hmm. that's, that's a very bare thing to talk about, right? Yeah. It's a very personal thing about a very traumatic experience that's happening to black America. And, and those guys are up there being voices for people that are often never heard. And I, I just remember him swaying and, and I remember I was watching with my mom and she was like, you could tell that he's like really nervous. And that's not a guy, Jack. I mean, we, right. we watched a lot of Dwayne Wade. That's not a guy that we attribute nervous to. Fast forward to this speech, stern, powerful, presidential, yeah. I would even say, commanding a room filled with, man, the, I'm sure the people in that room he has the utmost respect for. 
people that I'm sure he's looked up to sitting next to him as idol, looking back at him in the front row, his daughter, who he's, who she has fought tooth and nail just to exist. And he has fought off people to protect her, his wife, his baby girl, his, his sons, his father, his mother, you know, his peers, his idols, his bosses, you know, Spo, you know, bam, the next generation, every, and, and he just, the way that he commanded that room and gave a speech that I don't think I'll ever forget. And I don't know, maybe I'm just a Heat fan and I love Dwayne Wade so much that, that it, it hit me that way, but I, I couldn't be more impressed with kind of the man he is. The goat. Yeah, I, the goat. I, he's, he's the goat. And I think um, it was beyond basketball, like a big month for Miami sports in general. Like, you know, you have Zach Thomas also getting inducted. That's a right. cool moment, like more than deserves it. Um, you have like Miguel Cabrera coming to Miami for pretty much his last um, the, the Detroit trip Tiger to Miami. Player? That's like, he's, he's yeah, I his, mean, that's yeah. a, that, but those are our legends, like in terms of like Dolphins and Marlins. Like, do we claim him like, than Mickey? like if Kyle Lowry like wins a ring, are we going to claim Kyle the way we claim Miguel? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Mickey was I'm here when he I'm was. I'm just kidding, like, bro. I'm just kidding. On, I just, I just want to give you a hard time. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a childhood. Yo, chat's so but mad like, at me. Yo, <laughs> I, I'm a little, I'm a little heated. Yeah. But the point being that, like, as big as Mickey is to me, like, as great as Zach Thomas is, like, I'm not a Marino generation guy, but obviously he looms large. Right. Like, there are big Miami figures across all nothing sports. close even to this day there's nobody who even comes within like a thousand feet of Dwayne Wade Messi will never like, touch Dwayne and he's 8,000 times the star that he is here like you, and he'll just never wanted, be you're not wrong but like the joy you got from saying that you saw that this you know, town belongs to Jimmy <laughs> Butler and bam you get saw in the line bozo you saw the twinkle the, in G's eye the twinkle <laughs> in his eye but, but that's exactly the point I was going to make, G, is that, like, that's what's kind of weird about Dwayne Wade is that, like, his tendrils are so long, even in the basketball world, where, like, this Heat team, as it is currently constructed, is unthinkable from top to bottom without Dwayne Wade. Like, right. Udonis only just left the team. His legacy is inextricable from Dwayne Wade's. Like, that is the continuance of Dwayne Wade's, like, authority on the Heat team, not to, like little who Udonis is as an individual but they were the duo they were supposed to retire together um Spo would not have a job if it wasn't for Dwayne Wade I'm sorry like LeBron would have gotten that guy fired and not a shot at LeBron but like that's just record that's Dwayne Wade defended that dude like he went to bat for who's now the greatest coach in the NBA right now Jimmy Butler wouldn't be anywhere near the heat Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Dwayne Wade that's well documented and then you see Bam at the ceremony. And I thought that was a special thing. Like yeah. how much Dwayne claims him when he's coming around the 06 championship team. Like you have Peyton, Zoe, Dwayne Wade. That's a group. Right. And then for Dwayne Wade to be like, no, we want Bam here too. He's like in this said, crew. We all like, want Bam here yeah. too. We all want him here. And then you see Bam, like I was shocked by this other video. Um where he's just holding the the trophy. Yeah, for I saw that. And, and he's <laughs> and, just and he's like, like this, this is all I want to do. 
but that's special like that is like you see a light in them you see like that competitive fire and i think people kind of discount that for bam not to switch the conversation away from no i love like jack i always the mentorship yeah yeah and it was supposed to be and i i remember i i was watching some old heat game like a month ago and i was like from the like justice josh bam era before Bam was obviously the best one. And you're like, who would have thunk that Bam right. would be like, not just the last one there, but like the standard bearer, like carrying the torch for Udonis and Wade, like having these relationships that go back and then having such like clear, unashamed Hall of Fame aspirations of his own. Like he was right. not shy about being like, I want to be here someday and I'm going to be here. <laughs> the anti-Jimmy dog, the anti-Jimmy. <laughs> Yeah, they can't break those guys keep... up. They, I, I, they, no. they, no, just never. Tatum was there too. Bam's recruiting Tatum. Bam's on the clock. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. If I'm a Celtic fan and I see Jason Tatum arm in arm in between Bam and Dwayne Wade and Alonzo, yeah. I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I'm not feeling good with the dude that can't dribble with his left hand. I'm, I, just, I don't know. I just, I can't. That can't feel good. I'm not gonna lie. It can't feel good. Bam's networking. He never stops. He oh man, Bam's, <laughs> Bam's LinkedIn runs deep. The uh, the thing, the thing that I thought was really interesting was, I, I was, and I talked about this with Moose uh, on Thursday before the before the induction, and we were like, how is how is Dwayne gonna talk about the organization? Because that's that's a little testy, right? right. We're not, we know it. It's not. There's. I, I think I told Moose. I think Dwayne loves the organization, doesn't like it, right? And right, I also right. feel like he doesn't attribute – one of the things I wondered is how much does he attribute the org for his success? I know that he he's proud to come out of it because he does – I don't know if you saw that interview. It was Dwayne and it was um, – was it Ray Allen or it was somebody else? And they were talking about Anthony Edwards, and they're like, oh, he just needs a little bit of culture. He just needs a little heat culture. Right. Like that's an owner of the Utah that. Jazz right. saying that Anthony Edwards needs him and a former teammate. Oh, it was Andre Iguodala. And yeah, they were it wouldn't have been Ray Allen. Ray yeah. Allen <laughs> would be like Ray Allen's never said an interesting <laughs> he's thing. He's not a on fan of his life. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Ray still lives as I think Ray Allen's a coach of Gulliver. Shout out to shout out to Kendall. Uh <laughs> those practices are short. <laughs> He has uh, he has things to tweet. <laughs> what a time that was! But Moose and I were like, "How is he gonna talk about the org? Because it's gonna be interesting." And he was super like in debt. Like he was with the Heat guys a lot. He was with the 06 guys a lot. He was with CB a lot. With Zoe, with obviously UD Bam being there. And he right. he didn't talk he didn't talk about the other teams. He didn't talk right. about leaving. He didn't talk about coming back. And he didn't talk about the other teams. It's right. like they other it teams? never happen. You mean Marquette? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked about he, Tom Crane. Yeah, he did, yeah, you're yeah, right. He I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he talked about the Olympics too. Maybe is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Other no, teams? I'm sorry. Yeah. There are, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's no other things. It's yeah, all it's uh, it's all else. all Jedi mind tricks. Uh, <laughs> but it was a focus. Again, he didn't talk a lot about basketball, but the stuff he did, it was heat centered. And we've all seen the video, Tiff. After the ceremony, he went down to give Eric Spolstra a big old yeah. hug. Because that's 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 his guy. Yeah. 
it's it's the type of uh it's the type of thing it's like um we've been lifelong friends i i cannot talk to you for six months but when i see you i'm running and jumping into your arms like that's the relationship that he has it's also kind of like you know we'd be remiss to act like they didn't you know part in a shitty way because they did like that's part of life like that's the thing life happens and we forget because it's sports that life doesn't happen no it happens they parted in shitty ways and honestly we're all thankful that the heat came to their senses and brought him home like that is that's the reality of it you know i'm sure he wanted to come back because guess what we're all sure he didn't want to leave like let's just be honest about it oh no he said um, it he straight yeah, up right but i'm so yeah yeah, I'm saying because some people don't want to ever admit that. But no, he didn't want to leave. But also, like, you're not going to play in my face and think I'm going to sit here and take it. Like, that's literally what happened. Um, you, don't, you, don't, you don't go up there in, like, your brightest moment and talk about things that don't mean anything to you. Like, let's just be honest. The one thing he walked away from the Chicago Bulls with was what? Jimmy Butler nothing else the one thing he walked away from the Cavs was absolutely nothing coming home exactly so <laughs> so I'm not gonna be on a date you know what I'm saying I'm not on a date with I don't know who but I'm not on a date and I'm talking about the other one right like that's that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Like you're not going to talk about all these other things because they mean nothing. Well, he talked about the... what mattered. The exactly. people that mattered, exactly. including the Mario Chalmers shout out, which was my, right. my, the funniest part of the interview of the, of the not the interview the uh, the speech, but <laughs> um it's the core I, of his legacy too. Like I right. I mean it's just when you think about nobody in 20 years, it's going to be a little trivia question. Like, what are the two other teams he played for? And people will right. be like, he played for other teams. It's I, like the Hakeem just, thing. It's exactly right. nope. the Hakeem you, thing. You Nobody remembers it. <laughs> and, and G, you ask, you know, what? how much does he credit, you know, his success to the Heat? And surely he credits it a lot. Skinny um, put something um, down below. Um, but it's the other The, way the quote is, by the much, way. Yeah, for, for the pod audience, thank you for bringing me into that culture because without it, I probably would have been lost. Right. But like the other way around, like how much of the 21st century Heat can credit their success to mm -hmm. Dwayne Wade? Yeah. It's just he benefits so much by right. tying his legacy yeah. to that team. It's inextricable. Yeah. And the more he leans into it, like the better he, you know, he's looked at. And, and I think it's, I'm, nobody wants to compare this to Dame, and I don't think it's similar. It's not that similar, but I do think it's one of those things where, like, Dame undoubtedly loves Portland, mm -hmm. their fans. He loves yep. being a trailblazer. Does he love Joe Cronin and their decisions? No, like, obviously not. But, like, those are two separate things, and I think we see it more and more with players where they're like, yeah, I, I love this team. Do I love this organization? Like, those right. are very different concepts. And, like, he might not always love Pat Riley. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what the relationship's like now, but I'm sure sometimes Dwayne Wade's like, you fucking owe me, old man. Like, you would be 
like but, a Lakers has I, been. But you know exactly. what, Zach? <laughs> right. I, I think I think Pat is at the point that he would say, I do. I think that. Oh, I, maybe it's naive. I think that that's a man who had a lot of ego because you don't get to where he got, you know, without being a little warped. And I think time has he's he's a little he's a little soft and he's a little bit more emotional. And I think he's come to the realization that I do owe you. Right. I th- I think he did. I think they had their coming to Jesus moment. They did. I think they already had it. But here's the question. It took the I death have. of Henry Thomas, but right. you know, right. sometimes through tragedy right. comes, you know. I, I have a question for you guys because the marriage between Wade and the Heat. Where else do you see that? L- look at his generation and look at the players within his generation. Where do you see that type of successful marriage? Like who else had that with 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 the team? Successful marriage, I had to go to therapy and it worked. I I think I mean it's people might have said that's going to get compared to is Dirk. Oh, like right now. Like present oh, No, day I think I think Tiff's saying his gener yeah. I think his his yeah. kind okay. of his his contemporaries. Yeah. That Wait, doesn't Wade's exist. Udonis. Yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, outside Udonis of the is... Heat. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Outside of Heat, like, what other player on a different team would you say had that type of successful? And I don't mean just winning. I mean just the idea of what you brought to the city, what you brought to each other as teammates. Like, who else has that, or had it? I think I think Thunder fans might look at Westbrook that way. But that's again, that's like five. In Oklahoma. That's five steps right. below, right? Right, right. That that's that's yeah, it's, that's the bottom floor. And I don't think I don't think that's a bad one, you know. I and you're gonna make fun of me. I think the way the Raptors love Kyle Lowry, but again, it's like six steps below. You know what I mean? But, and I I do want to compare it to the Dirk thing because I Dirk is huge in Dallas. Everybody right. adores him. He's an is he the biggest? Guy, at, like, is he like bigger than? Well, Jack, that's is he... kind of the thing I was going to talk about. Is it's Dallas? It's the Cowboys. It's going to be the Cowboys whether they're dog yeah, was, shit or I not. I was going to say it's going to be like, Emmett Smith. It's going to be. I'm going to start yeah, naming Dallas it's Cowboys. Aikman. <laughs> it's Smith. It's it's any cowboy and like right. Look, it doesn't mean Dirk's not important there, but that is a Cowboys town, and it's always going to be a Cowboys town. People in Miami love the Dolphins, but they don't – it's not like right. that. Like, being a Cowboys fan is a core part of, like, being a Dallas, right. like, resident in a way that being a Mavs fan just isn't. It's not a basketball town by any means. I do think Dirk is crazy important there, and he represents the franchise as completely as any player could. And I – like, maybe Luca gets there. I just don't. Like, it's just different. Like, Luca's yeah. not that personality, for one. Like, Luca I, is not nearly as likable as Dirk. I don't right. think he's as iconic, like, in terms of, like, just... I mean, the statue of Dirk in um, Victory Park, like, right outside the, the arena is the fadeaway. It's, like, right. arguably, what, like, the second most iconic shot form in the history of basketball. Like, it's it's that big, and he's a guy who I think represented a lot of things for that fan base that maybe they didn't like about other NBA mm-hmm. players. Like that's part of it is like Dirk existed in opposition to Dwayne Wade, like right. in large part, like he existed 
in opposition to this mentality of player movement, player empowerment, like intentionally or not, like he was right. the guy who put a stop to that, who did it on his own, who won with kind of a shitty organization. Um, right. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Dallas fans wouldn't say that, like, but it is true. Like Dallas was not like a well-run organization. While let's Dirk see what was there they're, let's see what they're saying when, uh, when, uh, when buddy over there, uh, decides to uh, go for greener pastures. But that's the other thing is like, it, that's how rare it is. Is like, right. Luca could be out of there in two years <laughs> and nobody would really think twice about it. Like people almost kind of expect that. Like they certainly don't expect you to stick there through thick and thin. Like, but even that said, I, I think Dwayne I have Wade the contemporary way larger in Miami than Dirk does I, in Dallas. As I have big the as one Dirk is in Dallas. I have the one jacket, yeah. Steph. Fuck Steph. It's Steph. He it's ruined Steph. basketball. It's Steph. I just I, I was like I've been racking my brain and I go, it's Steph. Yeah, and, and he I mean, means yeah. and he obviously that's a Niners city. I think he's the one guy that probably goes above that. What him city, and only what him. city do they play in? They play in San Francisco. Yeah, now they do. Now they do. They played in Oakland before. And yeah. I don't the Niners actually don't play in San Francisco anymore. They play they play somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I mean Steph is huge and like Oh Cardiliana said he, Curry in the chat. I didn't see, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh <laughs> Uh, I was uh, preparing. Tapes. I was preparing a video for when we're uh, done with this, but yeah. Bronx Joker said, "John Stockton." He does represent them. I'll say that. I, I, but I'll John call. Stockton. John, John Stockton does represent the views of Salt Lake City. I can't argue that. Aside from the political like insanity of John Stockton, though, like. Is that still true? Like, I don't really know jazz any jazz fans. Like, is he more so than Carl Malone? I get why you wouldn't want to be associated with I think I think them, I like, think some people I would imagine, I would hope, I would hope that people that are fans of that team would want to distance themselves from Carl Malone. I don't know how true that is because not yeah, John I, Stockton. I, right. I, I think you got I think if you had to pick one. Right. If you gotta pick one. I'm picking Bojan Bogdanovic. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just, just pretending I'm like the 90s didn't happen. Oh, they, they don't have Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it would have been Gordy Hayward. You know, they, they, he was he was, he was so Blue Lives Matter, they loved him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I saw this. You know, Jack, to your point, I, I saw this one tweet by Chef Trilly today that I thought was uh, kind of speaks to what you're saying. He says, Dame has too much respect for the organization, fans in the city of Portland. Deep down inside, he doesn't want to leave, but he knows he has to leave if he wants to compete. He wanted this process to be quick and simple, but Cronin wanted his 50 minutes of fame. I, I, th yeah, I, think, that's, I think that's career. well put. No, people want that career. Like, that's why it's yeah. so adorable. People strive for that. Like, Nobody wants to be James Harden, not even James Harden. Believe and we're going right, to get to that. I want to close the weight stuff because I think we're veering a little bit off. But okay. um, but yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. Uh, and chat time. We're going to get to Damon. But yeah, just to put a bow on the on the Dwayne stuff. Um, so we have a video here. And I sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, Jack. I just I did want to bookend this before we transition to uh, to make fun of the other organizations. 
Oh, he left. He's that's protest. Uh, so uh, our produ- our producer and co-founder Brian, who's uh, a little sick right now, he sent this video to play. I have no idea what this video is. He says it's really good and it's very pertinent. He says it's germane to your conversation. So let's see what Dwayne Wade has to say. Miami family, we are like real family. We love hard. I thank you guys for drafting me on that night. I thank you guys for picking me fifth and bringing me into that culture. Because without it, I probably would have been lost. And so I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank y'all for giving me that that opportunity to be in that environment that I was able to be in. Thank you guys for the experiences and the love because it's forever. Dwayne is the star of stars. I think we all envy how we can navigate everything and where we admire it so much. And I know I probably speak for so many people in the room, but where we just wish we could live like that for one day. He's a star of stars to be acknowledged, to be in the Hall of Fame, but he's the star of stars at the human side of life. And I take that more than anything. This room right here shows us as much as anything uh, that he's about family, he's about friends, it's about this collective unit, uh, but the human side, the human touch, he knocks that out of the park. Uh, and I think that's something that we'll all take with us for the rest of our lives. I love Spo so much, man. Uh, got me a little bit. That was good. Brian. That was good. <laughs> Fucking Brian. Fucking Brian. Always producing, baby. Always on the job. I, I love Spo, man. And um, one thing I tweeted when I once the, the ceremony was finished, I I said it had to be Dwayne. I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that it was him. And it couldn't have been anybody else. I think the reason why we're talking to you guys right now is because of him. The reason why we're friends. And we're like all of us who have come to be, we're legitimate friends. Even the people that aren't here anymore. Even, you know, I mean, Jack, we still talk to Leif almost every day. You know what I mean? And, and the people that we've met because of this, through all over the country and the world is, is moving. Tiff and I, Tiff, we, we text all the time. We talk about our families. We, we don't even, and that's, that was brought together by, uh, by this guy who made us love this thing that we've dedicated our lives to. And I, and it had to be him. And he stands for all the right things, all the things that are important to us, the money that we raise for trans kids and, and, and people this summer, like he inspired a lot of that in people and all the good that he's done not just outside of the basketball court, all the, the things he stood for, you know, and he said, nobody's perfect. You know, we all make mistakes. I mean, I, I even thought that I mean, he tried to kiss his dad on stage. Men, men are afraid to do that. You know what I mean? For him, as somebody, Jack, you've always talked about this. And I thought you've been so eloquent on this, how Dwayne has always broken barriers of masculinity that like just for him to give his dad a kiss on stage for him to paint his nails while he's playing in the NBA probably nowadays it makes sense probably to show solidation with his daughter but still like just a man that has always gone counterculture for for the betterment of everybody and I'm just glad it was him man yeah whether it's like you know whether it's as you know, kind of a spokesman for a cause or just as a human being, or even on the court, I think he's challenged a lot of like masculine expectations. Like, 
even if you just go to 2011, like taking the back seat as a star for another star yeah. is breaking a masculine norm that's inextricably tied to superstardom, like not to trivialize it to the point that we're just having a conversation about basketball. But the point is that like, he walks that talk, he walks that talk <laughs> like every day, like I, in all walks of life, like he's just that dude, like he's a selfless, like unapologetic human being. Like I, I think a lot of people, a lot of men, whether they're athletes or just men on the street restrict themselves emotionally or like in work, in friendship, as fathers, as sons from, you know, expressing what they want to express because there are expectations of how you're going to act in any walk of life. And I think he's never really abided by that. He's eschewed that because He's Dwayne Wade. He's going to live his life. And I think we saw that with that speech. Like it, it's beautiful stuff, man. I, I, I think it's rare that you have a sports role model, role model that is that knowable and open and just complete as a figure of admiration. Like not to put him on a pedestal. He's a very human guy, but like, as far as humans go, man, like, there are a lot worse that you could look up to or a lot of people who aren't out there like that. Like we talk about other sports figures and they're sports figures. Like I, I'm going to keep saying this, like he's not a sports figure. He's just a figure. Like he's out there. He's doing different shit. Like he's never restricted himself to being seen one way. And I, I don't know. It touches a lot of things and he's touched a lot of lives and like, just him out there with his daughter, man. Like, I don't want to like, I, I don't even know how to talk about it. It's just rare, unexpected and beautiful how public, eloquent, defensive, and he's just fought for her every fucking day. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the coolest things I've ever seen a public figure do, let alone an athlete. And I think the fact that it is an athlete doing it just makes it that much like more special just because there are loads of expectations on who you are going to be as a man, as an athlete. And he has not received any shortage of hate, not to give those people a spotlight, but like, right. dude, like even before that, like he's been getting shit for not being the man that, you know, people want him to be, um, and, and he's been brave. He's been courageous for himself and for other people. And yeah, I'm rambling, but no, that's Tiff, special stuff. Want, Tiff, I want you to have the last word on this before we we pivot to uh, to the news of the day. <laughs> um, it's it was it was um very I don't know, and I've told you this because I grew up. It's Michael Jordan. That's it. Every, you know, I, I, I'm from Illinois. So, you know, I was a kid. I got to watch, you know, Michael Jordan do incredible things, right? And I literally, once he retired and, you know, I was like a young, a young adult, I just literally stopped watching ball. 
and I got a phone call from a friend, and they said, yo, check out so-and-so at Marquette. This kid's going to be really good. And the first game I watched, he had a bad game, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. This kid looks a little skinny, got a big head. Like, I don't know if his body's going to fill out. Like, just didn't look quite right. To, I said, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep watching. And you could see it. It's, it's, the, it's the batter who goes up once, strikes out. They go up that second time, you know, they foul off a couple of pitches, and all of a sudden you start to see the ball slow down for them. So all of a sudden I'm watching Marquette, and all of a sudden this kid is taking over the game, and I was like, oh. And you just saw, you saw it in his face. You saw him reading the passes. You saw him getting in his defensive stance. You saw him knowing where to be on the court. And I kept watching, and I said, He's going to be really good. Then he gets to the final four, and I'm like, all right, let me see where this kid's drafted. I might watch some games. The Heat pick him up, and I thought, all right, I'll, I'll watch some of these games. You know, But that was back then when you couldn't watch all the games, so I had to wait for this to come on TV. So I'm watching, and I thought, all right, first year goes by, second year, and I'm like, looks a little different. Looked a little looked a little stronger, looked a little faster, and I I was like consumed by his game. And his game wasn't 35 points every night. And that's what I think drew me in. It was I can score and I know I can score, but I know I also need these guys. I need to keep keep people interested in the game. I need to keep people involved in the game. And as somebody who's watching that, that's the type of person that just draws you in. Um, I think for me, the saddest part, and, you know, as a selfish fan, I never got to watch him play a home game in Miami. That's, like, the saddest for me. Like, I, you know, not woe is me. I saw him play in, like, honestly, 12 different states just because I traveled to those states. So it's first world problems that I'm crying about. I don't want nobody in the chat crying. Voice Tiff, but you know, <laughs> I, you know, like I saw Jordan play at the Madhouse on Madison, right? So I would have loved to see Wade play a game in Miami. I it just wasn't in the cards. I never got to do it. Um, but I am. I feel like for me, going through like the Jordan era, going through like Wade's era, like I was blessed to be able to watch basketball at its purest where it was just someone with incredible talent and just putting it on display because they knew people were watching they knew people paid to see them and they wanted to give you a show and that's how I felt when I traveled and I listen you know how much money I coughed up to watch Wade play in the playoffs at the garden coughed up a lot of money but oh I can't what? imagine I listen somebody <laughs> that ain't cheap I still got the ticket. I still got the ticket to his last game at the Garden. I have it sitting here on my desk. They won, right? It was game. Did they win? Yeah, they won. I got the ticket. I got it right here. I, it's, those are special to me because he's always – I didn't know the man he was going to become, but there was always something so special about him that I just – carried himself in a, in a great way. I just – I loved him. 
you know, and that's just literally what it was. It was this relationship that you felt like he opened himself up to to be with the fans. Basketball special because you know they're they're on almost every night, so right. you know they're they're in your living room with you every night. And Tiff, I'm glad that you had that experience. You know, you got to see D Wade, you know, rip Knicks fans hard in the garden in person. <laughs> I got to see Kyle Lowry do it. You know, this we all got to see our icons do it on the biggest Jack. stage. Look what he did. He shoehorned him in. <laughs> he, he shoehorned. I can't even. Yo, Jack, he shoehorned him in. You knew that was coming, right? He's prepping. He's ready. He's been getting his like little agendas in. I'm going to tell right. you something. He's like, this is just an innocent conversation about Dwayne Wade. And it's like, messy sucks. And you're, you're just like, you came for. Carleana just like, goes, no one wants to hear about Kyle. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Everyone's like, oh, no, we're not getting Dame. And I was just like, we're keeping Kyle Lowry, baby. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. So, obviously, great bookend. Tiff's words are beautiful and so are Jack. So, hopefully, we get to see more of Dwayne going forward. Hopefully, we get to do a show that he's part owner someday and, and with UD and all that stuff. But in the meantime, today, James Harden in China. China. He, he, uh, he, 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 he caused some shit today, Jack. James Harden, uh, really, <laughs> really was one of the quotes of all time, I will say. And, uh, he basically called Daryl Morey a liar. Uh, he said, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Then he goes, Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will no longer be a part of an organization that he's a part of. These little kids came to watch James Harden hoop, and this man caused an international incident. Jack, I mean, the goat of requesting trades, Dame Lillard needs to watch James Harden film, not on the court, on how to get out of a city. I, I respect the hell out of it, man. I, he is an icon. And his... Like speaking of that, like his Hall of Fame speech is gonna be fucking hilarious because he's gonna to ask the... all the strippers. <laughs> right. Wait till we see who's sitting in the front row for him. It's gonna be Sparkle, but... Candy with it's a K, be Candy with a C, Candy with a C and a K, Mimi. <laughs> this would be, if Hangover Time was around. Think of the jokes, movie, man. Think of what we could have done. It's, it's going to be a girl walking around with pasties on, with wings, passing them out. <laughs> Skinny McGee said sparkle. I'll always respect a player who, like, I, I do always love the athletes who are like, this is a job. I don't give a shit about this. Like, if I don't like it. I'm going to find another job. I'm good enough at it. Cinnamon is doing an introduction speech. Wearing the suit with the... <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, oh, hey, dude. Uh, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> you I, know, D-Wade had AI sitting, sitting next to him. Uh, Hard is just going to have, like, a pole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and every other and minute, glitter, glitter will just drop down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A pole and a buffet. Uh, that man's a go-to buffets too. I mean, uh, one of Jack, one of the greats. I, I I'm not a huge fan of his game, but I've always been a fan of this stuff. Like it's always been fun to watch. <laughs> this stuff, I, I think this stuff. the way people get personally offended at it is like right. incredible to me. Like 
I don't want to name names, but Josh Eberly. <laughs> he's hurt, man. Shout out to he's Josh. That's my homie, but he's a hurt Mavs fan. He blocked me today. He's not even like James Harden's never played for his team. He what? is physically, personally betrayed by James Harden not wanting to work for Daryl Morey anymore. And it's like, I don't give a shit if it's like reasonable or not. Like, I know he's burned bridges like team after team, but it's like, that's Daryl Morey, man. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not signing with Daryl Morey, man. Like, I, I'm, you're not going to get me to that point in my life right. where I'm going like, you know what? Daryl Morey actually had a good point there. Like, I'm not going yeah. to his little, uh, like music festival for stat nerds that he has every summer. Is like, long? you're not going to catch me like that. I'm not. <laughs> Chris, Kristen and I want to go next year. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Don't we got to report live. We got to report from the ground. <laughs> Looking at some oh. stats. I know it's, it smells it's... crazy in there. Oh my God. <laughs> it's all, it's Jack. It's all like patchouli oils and like, <laughs> Oh, it's it's awful. Nobody's oh, showered man. in days. Uh, it's just like those Dave suits have Math- never been Dave dry cleaned. Matthews on a loop. <laughs> oh boy, Tim, stop! I can't. I can't. <laughs> like oh, rusty my... root playing that like <laughs> blasted. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but no, it's like for as much as I want to just be like hearted is whatever. I can't, yeah, you can't. First of all, let's be honest. Daryl Mari is the worst parent you've ever seen. Like all parents know, you don't make promises. Like that's just what you do. You find ways to make promises without making promises. Like I got an eight-year-old. Oh. She loves three things, shopping, the movies, and to go to Popeye's. Can we go shopping, then go to the movies, and take Popeye's to the movies? Well, we could go shopping. Maybe we'll go to the movies and get Popeye's. We'll see. Oh, can you give back this $15 million so we can add two players who probably won't do anything for the team this year? Oh, you can? Oh, you want to do that, but you want an extension. Oh, okay. So we'll withhold the money. Maybe we'll give you an extension. I don't know, but we'll see. That's how that conversation should have went. Also, the conversation should have went, oh, you want me to give you money to bring in P.J. Tucker? Mm, Do you really want P.J. Tucker? Because you might want to just go over the cap for P.J. Tucker if you want him. (laughs) I ain't going to be able to do it. My money's tied up. It's tied up in cinnamon steaks. It's tied up in sparkle steaks. It's tied up in wings. It's tied up in pasties. I don't know. Maybe Carmel. I can move some. Right. Maybe I can move some money around. I don't know. But Harden fell for the okie doke. So there's two problems here. One, you got the face. worst father alive. Two, you got a kid who wasn't focused on the conversation. Like, do you want a new PlayStation game? Or you want to go cut the grass? He wasn't listening, so he's out there cutting the grass. Like, this is literally <laughs> what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. Oh, my God. Dude. And, <laughs> and you know what he did? Now, and this is a tantrum. Yes. Yes. This is, this is what happened. Listen. But, I'm but a imagine parent. if your kids could talk to journalists. 
I, in China. I, this was, and, and guess what? I'm not going to lie. That's the shit my eight-year-old would have did. <laughs> guess what? I ain't never following my mom's rules no more. Let me say it again. My mom <laughs> is an asshole. I'm not following her rules no more. Because that's what kids do. Your daughter, like, my, my mom is a liar. I right. will never be a part of that household again. <laughs> Let me say that again. Child services, are you listening? <laughs> like the media is like James Harden's child services. Yeah, let me, I'm telling, but that's the thing. That's what children do. You say one thing, they hear something else. So Daryl Morey just, he, he, he fucked up the situation. He made promises, I'm assuming, because I do feel like he promised something. You know, they might not have said specifically we're maxing you out, but we got to let's be honest. They did offer him, you know, a Cadillac and four strippers like they they offered something that they didn't give him. My man was also like people can be mad at James Harden and be like, he's unreasonable and people and they might be right. Like they are right. Like James Harden's not right. like the most stable operator always. Right. And people can say that about Ben Simmons. He wasn't the most right. stable operator either. But at a certain point, it is the entirety of your job as a general manager it to is. either not acquire those guys or to manage right. them when you do. And yep. so if you fuck up the relationship, sorry, G, I'm dropping F bombs left and right. I know this is fucking drop them. But drop them. Um drop that shit. <laughs> But that's if you mess up that relationship, that's on you. Like that is right. your job description is like sign people who you can maintain relationships with. And like I, people have been talking about like Harden being in trouble because he's not going to get what he wants. And I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, like no matter how you cut it, the Sixers are screwed without him. Like people yep. can say James Harden's not good. He averaged over 20 and led the league in assists. He's better than not having him. Like, right. And- <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyrese Maxey. I'm a Tyrese Maxey fan. Right. Like, he cute and all, fans, but he not ready to be the guy. Harden. He's not candy with and a K. Also, no. He's not candy with a K. Like, it, it's it's not going to go well for them. And like you, you have to maintain these I mean, relationships, whether they're being unreasonable or not, because otherwise Joel Embiid's going to be acting unreasonable in a couple of years. So I, I mean, Jack, it, it ain't been going well. Throughout the process, no pun intended, no. but it's just, just like, this is like, but here's the thing, like everyone who's been in a relationship understands one of you in the relationship is unreasonable. The other person, if you want to be with that person has to meet some demands. For instance, I don't drink coffee every day, right? But some days I like, how are you? I like a because I, you know, I like tea. I prefer tea. Okay, but okay, okay. there are some days I want a frozen coffee, which is probably three times a month, right? But guess who said today, oh, somebody need, uh, can somebody buy me a frozen coffee maker? Me. That's an unreasonable demand for somebody who's only going to use it three times a month. But who's drive, expecting the you coffee? You drive me maker? crazy, the one use appliances. I tip. You're crazy. <laughs> Right, but not in my kitchen, goddammit. But who's expecting the coffee maker? Me. Yeah. Yes, I'm and the James Harden. Have that conversation your wife, your wife you got to get him the coffee maker. Exactly. Like, yes. You can't just be like, 
it's unreasonable. I'm just not going to talk about it. Cause exactly. Oh, but I like... expect you to show up to, and, and do your thing. I expect you to take Jordan to school. Not if I don't have coffee. <laughs> Does brass have an extra one lying around? <laughs> but, you but you get what I'm saying. Like we have to stop acting like we didn't know who hard it was. He's shown you who he is. Maya Angelou told y'all. When people <laughs> show you who they are, <laughs> believe it's them. Also, Tiff, More you want to just hold on, I wanna... either. They've known each other for a decade. Like, right, I didn't just meet you. Because he knows him. Like Exactly. You knew she was crazy. You knew she was crazy. But you said, I like app. her game. You hey, guys broke up. The best of us. You broke up, up and went back. You, but see, here's the thing. Baby, Harden didn't me. go back. We, let's CP. talk about it, though. But, G, think about it this way. Harden didn't just go back. Like, seeds had to be had to have been planted for him to make his way back to Daryl Morey. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Daryl Morey is just as culpable in this weird relationship as James Harden is. Now y'all got a stand. Now y'all at a st- at a standoff. Harding gonna show up fat. Maury's gonna act like he don't know what's going on. Hell like, yeah, brother! Weird. I'm sorry, Maury. Harden's a pro. Maury tried this before and lost. Harden's gonna win. You can't. You can't outsmart the goat. He's the goat at at this. Right. He's. You can't. He's gonna. He's gonna wear an even fatter suit. You mm-hmm. just, oh, you want me to get fat? Bet my favorite activity buffet. He's gonna call Eddie Murphy's guy. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. Does Tyler Perry have a fat? Another fat suit lying around? Or uh, uh, we all talk about Tyler Perry. Is he canceled? I don't. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my bad. Oh, my best. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a couple a couple quotes from Woj I thought were interesting. Uh, this He said, this has been escalating behind the scenes all year. Now it's playing out in public. James Harden and his agent believed that they were not going to get the kind of extension they wanted, which was longer term, closer to the max. Yeah, Woj is tweeting wow. that about me in the grocery store. Like, exactly. <laughs> this has been right. bubbling behind the scenes for years. <laughs> Jack thought he was getting those <laughs> eggs on sale, but he did not. When Tiffly, when Tiffly's heat beat, we're gonna get one of those like butt crack sports infographics with Tiff. This has been escalating, and it's all about the gaming chair. Right. Speaking of that chair. Listen, we, I need, now we need to get you a gaming chair and a uh, and a and a, fro, and a frappuccino maker. I still oh. want my polo, my heat beat polo from like day one. Oh, okay. We're we're doing ten. One. We're doing ten year anniversary polos. I, I gotta yeah. get your size. I want the original one. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I you know you be, have it. You may be. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 don't know where I, that I is. mean, you knew who Jack was when you brought yeah. him on. You know who I was. You know, I'm, I'm not the most organized <laughs> motherfucker out here. You know you married. Goddamn it. <laughs> I see Alex wearing that polo from time to time, and I'm like, you don't even work here. You don't even work here. <laughs> you, don't even you, work left. Here. you left. You left for yeah. Ethan Skolnick. I didn't leave. I, mean, I mean, I did leave, but, like, I didn't leave to go anywhere better. Cordially just... <laughs> honest, he's a liar. I will never be a part of the image. Let, me say, Let me say it again. Let me say it again. <laughs> Carly Tiana said, for the people in the back. In the back. For all the chatters in the back. All y'all just, man, I'm just sad that we're not doing hangover time right now. Think of, think of the potential 
of of Alf doing the James Harden thing with brass oh editing. It could have been generational. We were talking pregame. Well, Alf and Brass could have done with the blindside stuff today. Uh, that would have been beautiful. Missed out, missed also, just, just leave Sandra Bullock alone. It is not her fault. Why are they treating her like Reggie Bush got to give back his Heisman? <laughs> like, <laughs> poor, poor, poor lady. She did not know the truth. The proposal, yo, I love the proposal, yeah. bro. Just, just leave her alone, man. The proposal's great. Just leave yeah, Sandy alone. Speed. Right, like, uh, come on. Yeah, I don't even remember she that made, movie. I... She made love potion number nine. <laughs> leave her alone, y'all. <laughs> we were talking about her in the stream beat chat the other day. We were talking about practical yes, magic. Yes, and look at what happened. <laughs> oh man. But you know what, G? <laughs> Let me ask y'all a serious, non-serious question. If they said to you. And we're Dame aside. If they said to you, for baubles and this coffee that I'm drinking, you can have James Harden on this here t- team right now, this Heat team right this heat now. Team? Yes, are you taking him? What am I giving up? I said baubles and this coffee. Like, well, like, his, well, like, his, if I'm on. thinking about it realistically, like, you need yes. to send one of the big contracts to make it work. Right. So Tyler right. or Lowry? No, I'd rather. Yeah, Larry. Come on. <laughs> I'd rather keep, I'd rather have Lowry. What if it was Tyler? What if it was Tyler? I'd rather keep Tyler. No way. I'm not trading fucking. Okay. Good. I just wanted to make sure that was just a sanity check. Okay. I like Tyler. I'm not. I'm not part of this I like, like anti Tyler contingent. I just have eyes, and I'm not going to say a guy that might make an All Star team or two or fucking Damian Lillard. I'm not stupid, but I like him, and I think he's right. good. I don't even think he's that overpaid. I think as the cap changes. The deal's gonna be more valuable. Like I like him. I think he's good. I, I he doesn't seem like a bad kid, bro. There's so many fucking shitty people out in the world that are doing really awful things to their partners and spouses, and and like saying horrible, irresponsible shit. So losing the plot. I know. I just saying that. Like he's a good kid. He's like a good. He that's seems exactly, like a good guy who right. likes the city. No, that, that's who what works I said hard. To girlfriend right. I have ever I've ever had is you're a good kid. I just have eyes. I. Look, I like it. Candy with a K. Other people. Other people. Candy with a K. See, now, to bring us back, said James Harden to Philly. (laughs) I thought, listen, James, I will say this. You know, we talked about this a lot last season about the vibes. I think James is a vibe killer. I think Um, think James is a vibe killer. Was it him burning the bridge with Brooklyn or. Was it the Sixers or with the Rockets or? I would say with the Thunders. With... Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that was he just killed the vibe in the 2012 Finals, like that. Bro, was... yeah, how does somebody have? Bro, he might as well not have been there. Yeah. It was so bad. No, it would have been better if he wasn't there. He was like, it would have been better. Mental to the team, he was right. messing up. Like, I, I Westbrook's having yes. 41 on the road. Like... Harden's shitting yeah. himself. Jeff Green's outplaying him in the finals. I think the thing about Harden, um, and this could be said for a lot of players who are, you know, immensely talented, but like it goes back to the D Wade thing. At some point, all of that talent, you got to make other people better to get where you need to get to. And I think he makes guys better, Tiff, but like in a in a very in a very pigeonholed way. Like and, he'll get you, you open, mean? he'll get you open shots. Like he'll get shooters 
open shots. And he'll get his big man. I think there's a difference between getting people shots and making people better. Like, I think Jimmy Butler doesn't always make people better. Ariza Ariza was his best next to Harden. I think Clay Capella was his best. PJ had great years. I think that, like, I don't think that's fair. I do think, Tiff, like, a guy like Jimmy does so much more on the court. And Harden, too many things have to go through him that the offense becomes predictable, heliocentric, and you got to adjust to him. He doesn't adjust to you. But that's the thing where he doesn't make you better because, for instance— He makes certain kinds of guys better. Who knew P.J. could dribble? I don't know. I don't even know if P.J. knew he could dribble. (laughs) Well, because he's been standing in the corner for years. And that goes back to even Toronto, right? That, that right. I, I credit Spo for that. But even but but I'm just saying, like, yeah. at some point, just because you're getting me an open look, I still got to stand there and wait for it. Like, there, you're you're not. I'm moving around you. You've never taken the chance to move around me, and that's where I think with Harden and with other players, it just kind of. <laughs> I missed you, Shmeethan. <laughs> I was about to be like, I, I, I went a day without shaving. I was like, I should probably shave before the podcast. Too late. And then Shmeethan says, like, gotcha. no, that's fine. I'm probably fine. Shmeethan Shmolnik probably won't be watching. Shmeethan uh, said Jack has Jack looks like his right. beard is on installment agreement. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, too funny. but, gee, I think the thing about it is, is that like, and that's the reason why, like, I asked if you would take him on the heat. Because <clears> as it stands, he can still go out there and get you 23 points 10 you know assist and i don't know if he's getting rebound i, I don't know he probably know make happening. bam better but i don't think he helped um, jimmy no and that's and, and that's the problem for a guy who's ball ball dominant he like, would be the best pick and roll partner bam's ever had and i don't think it's close um but the problem uh, is is that like i played with Dwayne for a little, played Dwayne at the, the end the team yeah, isn't uh, no. but the team isn't built for all of a sudden for Bam to be that guy. I think it doesn't if, work because Jimmy's also not like a shooter. Like I think I think if Jimmy was like a I think your question's good. I wouldn't take him for a lot of reasons, but like it's kind of complicates like Jimmy's role and Tyler's role and uh, I don't know. well first of all like we're not are we gonna sit here and pretend we want a backcourt of Tyler and Harden? Like less who wh- I, I, I don't, don't think Eric I don't think Eric Spolstra wants that. <laughs> I, but I, think I think even like yeah, from a more nuanced perspective of like making your team better, like X's and O's. James Harden, very good player, very good passer, very right. good score, creates space for other people. Would be a very good passer, like pick and roll partner for Bam. Like the fit with Jimmy could work on paper, but it's also like look at how these Heat teams. I mean, it could. He's talented enough where hypothetically it could work, Chief. But like, they win when um, everyone touches the ball. But, but no, that's exactly what I'm saying is that yeah. there is kind of a way that these recent Heat teams in the Jimmy era have won, and it hasn't always been like out-talent guys. It's been this is a really tight-knit group that plays hard together. They're on their shit defensively. Even the guys like Tyler who aren't the best defenders right. try to do what they need to and do. And rebounds. Like they, they like have, he's a- right, right. Gang rebounding, like there is a, a collectivity to the way the Heat play. Like, not to be the whole culture guy, and that he's not a culture guy, but this is a tangible thing. This is the way the Heat play, right. and like 
they have guys like Jimmy who Jimmy is a motivator, like off the court, whether he's making you better on the court or not, he usually is, but like off the court, he's, you know, pumping up Max Struess. He's pumping up like Gabe Vincent. Like he's out there for those guys. I've never seen James Harden do that for anybody. And it's not to like attack his character as a man. It's just like, it's not who he is. It's a difference between, yeah, two different players. And Jimmy Butler is the identity of the Heat right now. Bam Adebayo is the identity of the Heat right now. James Harden's a big enough personality where you can't just bring him in and have him acquiesce to your identity. Like he's his own guy. He's been in the league long enough. Nobody's told him what to do. It's like, you know, there are certain people who, if they're young and they're very talented or very like, you know, nobody wants to tell them no. And then they get to 33. You're not going to tell them no now. Like, I don't care who you are. Like it's just how it goes. So, well, who is James Harden right now as a player? I don't care about the other stuff, but as like he wants, he he doesn't want to be in Philly. Okay, fine. I get it. I understand it. Whatever happened, happened. Not my business, but my place to laugh. That's it, right? But who, who is he? Like, let's say he gets the trade to the Clippers. Who is he on that team? Like, I don't understand where, where the like with him just as a talent. Like, I don't know where he fits in a team that already has really good talent. The Clippers. Any team I'll, I'll at this point. For, well, I think the Clippers. Sorry, credit, oh, I, I think to hard. I'll defend him. I think people have were kind of down on him. I liked him with the Sixers on the court. I thought no, he I do did too. a lot of good That's things. I liked how he grew as a player a little bit. I, I do think the Clippers could use that level of point guard competence. Like, well, they also need a guy to just wings. be there because the other guys miss so many games that. But that's yeah, the problem, though. He's not the guy. When a it's a non-existent team in general. Like right. I don't one of the three has to be healthy. I, Leonard are all right. Real well, NBA here's the problem. Anymore. If if Kawhi is healthy, if Paul George is healthy, if Russ is well, Russ is there. Russ is always healthy. And then you add James to that, and whoever the fifth person would be, you're not dribbling the air out of the ball with that team. You might go six possessions and not touch the ball. And this is where I sit and I say, is that okay for James? Like, I know you want to get there. I know you want to win. And those guys are really good. But, like, you're you're not getting the ball over Kawhi. Like, there is no way in hell I'd have Kawhi out there, just out there, and Harden's pounding the ball. Like, when when does the moment happen where he's okay, number one, being off the ball because he would have to be off the ball a lot to be with that team. And number two, you can't just stand at half court when the, when the, when the ball's going the other way. So like, when does that moment happen where he ha- where he makes the decision to say, I need to do the little things. Cause it can't be always about him scoring. And there, cause that with a team like that, there could be games where he has 12 points and four assists and they win. Is he okay with the win, even though he had, you know, maybe nothing to do with it? I I mean, I don't think he's like I, – I just think it's a like a, a habit thing. I think, you know, you're so long playing basketball a certain way, 
even if you wanted to change, like when it comes down to it and the pressure is up, you're going to revert to your habits. And and I think that was honestly kind of good for Philly sometimes because Embiid, you don't always want the ball in his hands. Like, you know, Embiid's a great scorer and stuff, but like, I, I think it was a little different. I think with Harden, it seems like on paper, the transition to being an off ball superstar would be so easy. Like he's an incredible shooter. Right. Um, Like can pass within the flow of the game. Like there's nothing technically stopping him from doing any of the things people need him to do. But um, yeah, I just, I don't see it happening at this stage. Like I, I think, you know, to bring it back to Dwayne Wade, he was not a guy who was super well equipped to, become the off ball player he was like relative to James Harden, but he did it, did it quickly and did it very effectively. I just, Mm -hmm. it's so rare that that instance is like part of his hall of fame legacy is that he did that, that star players don't just do that. And I think honestly, the Clippers could add every single player in the NBA. I would not believe they were making it out of the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. Those players are part time. I'm sorry. Like they should add Kawhi like Kawhi and Paul George are clocking in, clocking right. out. They're working 15 hours a week. Like, <laughs> they should add Anthony Davis because it would be <laughs> they funny. Don't even qualify for benefits right now. They should. They should like, add AD so they can have the three of the the part time guys. Uh, so what I what I and I want to bring this back to Dame so we can we can wrap up because we've gone a little long. You know the the stuff the ramifications of what Harden did today are funny, but it's also what is the league going to do? Is the league going to step in? Uh, There was a report that the Sixers could block James Harden signing with any other team if he doesn't join the Sixers by November 2nd. I actually don't think Harden's not going to show up to work. I think he's going to do what he did in Houston where he um, just showed up and didn't try. Because it sounds like, because I mean, you're laughing, but like most guys won't want to do that. Most guys don't do that because that fucks your stats up. You don't want to fuck up your numbers. But also, he seems like, very okay with that. I, I don't like that because you're out there on the court and you're dogging it. Like though that's he did it. And but I know. And guess what? And he times. he did it a couple. And times. it worked. And it worked. Right. They're just but like, the, please don't come. If you're gonna but do this, that, could don't be show the up. time where he's out there and he's jacking around and gets injured. No pun intended. But yeah, like I yeah. don't like I don't like the half-hearted. <laughs> I'm on the court, but I'm barely trying thing. Like I am. I don't I'm like it either. My thing is don't come. Be Yeah, but I, but he but he has to come because if not they'll do they'll invoke that well, that clause. If, if you're if you're on the court, play. Don't dog it. Don't, you know, well, it's, it's but th- but this is this is what we talk about leverage. And it's like, I'll show up if you I cuz the the, the thing, and this is why he's the goat. Cuz they'll be like, I don't want to go. And they'll like, "Well, you better show up." He's like, "I told you I don't want to go." But if you want me to go, just know this is what you're going to get. So once he shows up and he does that, and then they're like, actually, never mind, go. And he's like, that's what I fucking thought, right? That's why he's a GOAT. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen this time. I, I don't. I just so they're a good a team. Further. They're a good <laughs> like, team. So they may not even want him to do that because the Rockets were bad, right? So it was right. a different vibe. They're good. So, you know, they're going to have to, they cannot get in a hole early in the Eastern Conference with how it's getting better. And, you know, they don't play in all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. So how this affects Dame, I, I'm watching. I, I, I'm watching what happens because, you know, Lillard hasn't done what James Harden just did. And James has provided, you know, he's the GOAT. He provided the right. blueprint. Dame, I don't think Dame's going to do that, but it's there. 
And if James forces his way out of there, you know, for again, we're we're late in the offseason. Nobody has a lot to offer anymore. You know, nobody has cap space. Nobody has, you know. It's kind of dicey. Point, G, like it, it is opposite situations, kind of like one. I I want Harden to take it a little further. Like I think just not trying is kind of lame. I want him to like shoot on the opposing team's basket. I want him to sit down <laughs> on the court. Like I want him to like a mockery the league. Yeah, like don't look like do the macarena. Like just don't play basketball. Like, oh, just, doing the macarena would be so funny. Sit down, do the macarena. <laughs> but like honestly, do jiggle. I know Cronin talks about wanting to field a competitive team, but like. They don't want to win games. Like I, I'm sorry. Like what's his face? The the skinny white kid just redeclared, and people really like him. That draft prospect. Right. Right. Um, I don't remember his name. I, um, I know he's not you're greedy talking about. Dick, but you no. guys know what I'm talking about. Um, they're all greedy dick or Tyler Hero. I don't. I don't care. Um, but no. The point is that like as much as Portland wants to talk about, you know, wanting to feel a competitive team, that's. Everybody knows that's bullshit. Portland fans know that's bullshit. Portland right. writers know that's bullshit. And if Dame's out there, you're going to win too many games. Like right. they literally sat him last year so they could get the third pick. And then they got lucky that they got Scoot. But like it, it's not good for you if Dame's out there playing. One, it's an injury risk. And two, if you're sitting at like 40 wins, people are going to hate that because people want, like that is a tanking team. And then there's also the issue of, you know, Man, Scoot is really good. He seems really excited to take over this team. Like, you want him with the ball. Like, right. I, I know some Portland fans have deluded themselves into being like, Scoot can play shooting guard for a year or two. And it's like, he can. He's not going to like it, though. Like, and you right. don't want that as somebody who's like staking your future on Scoot being the man. Like, put him in this position now, lose as many games as possible so you can draft somebody next to scoot because i'm sorry like i like shaden sharp it's not shaden sharp man like that's not your second star like that he's not that guy like he's athletic he's fun but like let's hope he's a starter right because he's not he's not scotty pippen there's there's a lot to unpack with this and i think that we've finally reached the tipping point of guys signing extensions and then asking to get moved later i think this you know dame i think cronin has like we said earlier wanted his 15 minutes of fame and is kind of just holding this up um and i think harden is you know i i, I wonder what more he's going to do with harden especially because they've these two people have literally done this dance before so i don't know what's going to happen uh, but it I, I think this harden timing is is certainly of note for miami i'm sure that you know when they all got home from springfield um, they, you know, they're monitoring what's being said and, and what's happening and kind of where this goes because clock is ticking to training camp. And I don't know if the, I, I think the Sixers are more okay with letting this go into training camp because, you know, they could, they, I think they might want Harden to play for them. Uh, I don't really think the Blazers are very interested in Dame playing for them this season, as we've talked about already. Right. So, you know, they have, um, they have, certainly reason to want to get this done quick before training camp, before all these young prospects are bombarded with questions of Dame Lillard um, mm -hmm. and, and stuff and have to deal with whatever the circus is going to be going forward. And I'm sure the heat also, cause it sucks for like guys like Tyler, like Hakez, like, you know, uh, Nicola, 
uh, Lowry, all these guys that are like, okay, which one of us is it going to be? This has been a very weird because usually teams just deny that, you know, players are like, oh, nobody's talked to me. And the teams are like, there's no trade talks. This has been the weirdest thing. Everyone's like, yeah, one of us is going to go. We don't know who, you know, it's, it's kind of, it kind of is what it is kind of thing. And it's been a little weird, but. Um, can, I, can I give yeah. credit to Heat fans though? Like I, I never do this because I hate y'all, but like, um, <laughs> I, I think when players like Tyler or Hawkes or Jovich get put in trade rumors, like the knives are out for you, like even amongst your own fan base. And I do think most Heat fans have been, Tyler's a different story because he's so divisive, but I do think there is an outpouring of love and appreciation for him. Like whether he goes or not, people do kind of want to keep him. People like Hawkes, people like Jovic and like Heat fans will get criticized for overrating their own players. But like, I like that more than the alternative and then being like, why is Hawkes still here? Get him out of here. Like, let's go already. Like it's nice to see because I think as a young player, that uncertainty must be kind of terrifying. And then it's another thing to have like an entire community against you just for the like reason of being in a rumor. So like, I do kind of want to shout out Heat fans. I think they've mostly been pretty chill to, to those three guys. Hero, maybe a little less so, but yeah. This city loves Hero, man. I, it, it's going to be tough to lose them. Like I, I'm a Hero hater from day one. But like I, I've been in those arenas when he plays, when he makes big shots. Like, they love him. They go crazy for him. Like Cubans it, love little white kids. Yeah, you, uh, Jack, <laughs> you know, Cuban, but, huh? <laughs> not this Cuban, but They love him, bro. I, they, they love him. I don't know. Kids love Tyler. The kids love Tyler. Not my he's, kid. Uh, he's she don't know who it is. Because she's a refined young lady. She only knows two of the players. And she, who are they, Tiff? Uh, who are they? Jimmy. She's got and? a fresh Jimmy and Buns. It's cool. oh, I, was, I thought it was going to cool. be Max Struess. No. 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 That's no. a shame. Because no. this, re- this is a refined I, young woman with taste, with it's culture. It's my fault, Jack. She's she's raised in a great and loving house by two intelligent women, and she came out with a basketball mind. She knows. Listen, she knows. I t- I I'm gonna I'm gonna end what I'm saying on this because <laughs> this is no because I'm telling you my kid has been here before. She has lived before, and I told G this, and I'll end whatever I say with this. And this is, this is a basketball thing. We took it to Aces. Liberty, she was fresh. She had a big face hat. She had a Jimmy. She had a Jimmy Butler jersey, white. She had her new fresh Jordans on. She was ready. She was ready to go. Knows nothing about basketball. Just wanted to eat. She wanted to eat. That's all she wanted was the food and just listen to the music. We're watching the game, and she goes, "Who's Candace Parker?" I said, "She's injured. She's one of the best players on the Aces." She's like a glue guy. They, they, you know, they're going to need her. So two things are happening. The Aces are down by almost 40 with a half, with, with no, with a quarter left. Aren't they good? Yeah, but this was a, great. 
I spent a lot of money on a bad game, a bad game, G. <laughs> <laughs> and she's eating her popcorn. She's eating her popcorn. She looks at me and she goes, how much time left? So I point to the board. I'm explaining. There's a quarter left. And she goes, that's almost 40 points. I go, I know. And she goes, they're not coming back. I said, well, how do you know? She goes, because you can only make twos or threes. Not enough time for that. That's number one. Number two, she goes, why do they need Candace Parker? So I'm explaining. I'm explaining. Candace Parker, to me, was is the glue guy like Chris Bosh. What you need is what they can give you. All the things. Is so she I'm reduced explaining. to glue guy now? No. That's... but. See, you're talking about that like that's not a good thing. Trust I just, me. I just think of Candace Parker as the engine, not well, the... Well, uh... she's not the engine anymore. That's what I asked. Yeah, that's yeah, why. They I got asked. a lot of engine. talent on that team. Yeah, they got a lot of talent yeah. on that team. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, 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 G, you're messing up my story. My so, bad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so now I'm explaining it to her, you know, what Candace Parker gives you, what she does, blah, 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 all the things. She looks at me. I go, she's injured. I said, so you know what happens in sports? When people are injured, other people have to step up. I said, especially if you still got stars on the court, that's their job. I said, they make the money, they got to make the honey. And she looks at me and she goes, huh, like Jimmy Butler. Hell yeah, sister. That's it. It would have been so Arena. funny if she was like, like Max Struess, you might you might have cried on the spot. I would have cried. Would have cried. I would have like, I would have kicked her down the stairs if she would have said like Kyle Lowry. I would have <laughs> taken her to the movie shopping and get Popeyes if she said Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I'm coming, kid. I'll be there tomorrow. Find <laughs> my flight. Giving you what you deserve. <laughs> but that's the thing. In sports, it's like it's, you need people to step up, and you know who all who stepped up. D Wade. You know who That's did it? it? James Harden and Joe Cronin. We have come full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Miami Heat Beat Podcast. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be on next week. It depends. Uh, if, the, if the NBA produces news, we'll be on. Uh, if not, I'll, we'll see you when they do. Listen, we're not the content machines that Five Reasons and Locked On Heat are. I see Ramil and, and, and Wes <laughs> Potting every day. I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Ethan, listen, Ethan's going to do his 50th mock draft of, like, undrafted players. That's an idea for you, Ethan. Uh, <laughs> they're, 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 they're in the, the barrels. Uh, it's currently on his ass guy. <laughs> that actually would be a really funny show. We just ask Ira for show Ask topics. Ira questions. Just ask Ira. Just ask Ira. For, Ira, can you rate your top 10 ask guys? I love Ira, bro. Ira's My favorite Ira. ask Ira is the one every week where it's like, Hey, Ira, could the Heat under the cap, um, of course they would want to do this, could they trade Jimmy Butler for um, Onyeka Okonwu? Like, I, would that work under the cap? Obviously they would do that if they could. Like, does right. he write those questions, G? Do you know? G wrote that question. You wrote those questions. That's Tip, why you know wrote that. Tip, uh, you know, yeah, I, 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 Ira to say face. You know that we used to steal Anthony Chang's mailbag Anthony Chang used to ask solicit <laughs> questions for his mailbag on Twitter and our, our mailbag segment, because I was scared because we were still like a young show. I was scared if we'd ask questions, nobody would answer because I'm traumatized. Cause one day Brian and I tried to live stream like way back in the day and like two people came 
and I just didn't want to handle that embarrassment again. So we would steal Anthony Chang's uh, uh, questions for his mailbag, and we would just do the segment where we'd answer Anthony's mail questions. Anthony sometimes would call in, and he'd answer some of the questions on air. It was, it was really what a what a fun time, Jack. You remember those? I do remember. Those. Remember the crumpled paper? <laughs> Leif loved the crumpled paper. That should made him laugh every time. <laughs> what a time, bro! What a, what a time! What an era! Thank you all for joining us. Listen, it was fun to talk to my friends. We laughed. We talked. Talk we, we talked emotions. We talked yes. funny. We really we really went around the league. Um, so yeah, guys, we'll we'll be around. Uh, Carlianos says I'm a liar and a stealer. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah, brother. We will uh we'll be around. Um, I want to thank you. We're we're actually finally getting the payout for all the donations. So we will be donating this week, uh, officially through through your links and everything. We got all the eBay money for the Lebitard bid. All that has been accounted for, and uh, we will be sending in for um for trans social this week. So I want to thank everybody again for helping us raise damn near $3,000 uh, for a cause. that's very important at a time in a state that it matters a lot. So Glenn, I want to give my thanks to the audience for everything that you guys have done. And thank you for supporting keeping for the last 10 years, man. It means a lot for all our causes, big and small. Um, you know, we love you guys. Thanks for, thanks for always showing up guys. So we'll see you around. Uh, and listen, we'll wrap it up for the season. Hopefully we get some good news next week. If not, we'll see you when, uh, when, you when duty calls. Good night, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.